Apartment confidence hampers the housing recovery. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. Got my stein of coffee in hand and I thought we'd have a look at this article discussing really the housing recovery that we're meant to ha be having here in Australia. Because house prices in Sydney and Melbourne, don't forget, went up 1% last month. 1%. That, that's, that's obviously the sign that we hit bottom and there's a boom. Things never go up and then don't keep going up forever, of course. So I, I need a coffee with that one. But shockingly to no one, the lack of consumer confidence in our apartment sector may be hampering the recovery because, well, in the new, I've got another, another piece I'll be talking about today about a Darwin building and it's just more and more issues. So apartments could be the crack. You see what he did there? In housing market recovery. This is a report by Daniel Ziffer. Spring is more than floral booms, football finals, and trying to find where you stored your thongs. For house hunters, it represents a strong opportunity to buy a home. The popular season for owners attempting to sell means an increased volume of stock available, but there may be a crack in the market. Oh, see what he did? Structural defects in high-rise apartment blocks, including cracking in Sydney's Opal Tower, flammable cladding, uh, raising fire risks on others around the nation, has forced the evacuation of residents and triggered awareness about loopholes, letting down owners and renters. So I'm going to write a timestamp here. With no simple solution in sight, and the issues traversing the responsibilities of state and federal governments, insurers, surveyors, and builders, analysts are weighing the impact. I wonder what they'll be. I'd put money on consumer confidence, guys. I definitely would put money. Consumer confidence is low, so we're seeing issues. This could be many billions, even a trillion dollars worth of damage if you take the value collapse as well actual cost of repairs, said digital finance analytics principal Martin North. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that, that's, um, yeah. One thing we need to remember here, and I'll, I'll pull up this quote from Matt Berry, and this is a good one, uh, that this shows, this is from a piece he did a few years ago. It's Australia built on a house of cards. And it just shows you that in 2016, and I'll read his quote, 67% of Australia's GDP growth came from the cities of Sydney and Melbourne, where both state and federal governments had done everything they can to fuel a runaway housing boom. The small area from Sydney's CBD to Macquarie Park is in the middle of an apartment building friendly alone, contributing to 24% of the country's entire GDP growth for 2016. For 2016. So there you go. So we need to understand that this is going to be a very important issue over a long period of time. Many thousands of buildings are impacted. Not only, of course, those being currently built, and there were around 270 to 300,000 units now, but also those that were sold over the last 20 years. Industry figures are warning of another problem attached to the public to the publicity. Owners aware of structural defects in their buildings are less likely to seek publicity to force the issue to be fixed because it will cause a collapse in the value of their investment. This means the full impact of the crisis is unlikely to be known for some time. So there you go. There is the huge issue in the sector right there. 
right there. So house price slide turning around. While Australia is made up of many different housing markets driven by different conditions, national house prices were on a rocket rise before peaking around two years ago and then slipped, slipping. Now the slide might be over. The price of homes in capital cities lifted an average of just 1% in August, according to real estate data from CoreLogic, boosted by a 1.6% jump in Sydney and a 1.4% rise in Melbourne. I mean, that, that seems ludicrous to me to claim that that's enough evidence that the boom is, you know, that the slide in real estate prices is, is gone. Because that's, well, this will jump here. Let's have a look at this data. This shows us Australian home loans, you know, and look at the number trending down. So in August, April, you can see here the last available data. Look at the last 10 years, trending down. Here we go, after the GFC, shot down, trending down. Let's look at dwelling approvals. From July, the last quarter, we have data down 9.7%. So what does that tell you? Prices in five of the eight states and territory capitals went up, although Darwin, 1.2% down, Perth, negative 0.5%. And Adelaide negative 0.2 continue to fall. It looks like the downturn is turning the other way, said CoreLogic's head of Australian research, Cameron Kusher. However, he added a note of caution. The figures are only one month's worth and people should not get carried away by the turnaround. This is the thing. With real estate, we're talking different time frames. One month would probably be like one tick, maybe, in a currency exchange. Because how long does it, what's the liquidity in the real estate market? How long does it take to make a transaction, a sale? You know, I can go on my IG account now, press a button and then sell some contracts for difference on something in an instant like that. But for a house, it takes days, like 90 days, sometimes 120 days, depends on where the market sits, how long it can take. Some people can't even sell. Some people take years. So we're basing the end, the turnaround, we're basing the turnaround of one month data actually does it could it could you let me know let me know in the comments if there is the equivalent of trading diagrams for house figures i'd like to see an rsi or a macd for the housing market and just look at it from that from, from a, a technical analysis perspective to see if we've actually hit you know below 30 on the rsi and we're, we're trending up in house sales that would that would be interesting let me know if that exists please so I wouldn't expect we're going to continue to see a 1.6% increase each month going forward, but I do expect we're going to see values increase, he said. Steep falls in building approvals continues, as I just said. While apartments appear to have smaller price falls than houses. What? While apartments appear to have had smaller price falls than houses, really? Core logic figures do not fully pick up the falls in the values of off-the-plan apartments. The Australian Bureau of Statistics figures for July show what could be impact of some of the scandals as well as an oversupply of units. Building approvals for new homes fell 3.3%, but approvals of other dwellings, including apartments, were down a steeper 18.4% in the month and 44% over the year. We're going to see, I think, a significant loss of demand in the high-rise sector specifically, said digital finance analytics Martin North. So that, you know, Martin's all over this article. Good. We know that more people are now not wanting to complete on high-rise buildings and are actually committed to buying off the plan. 
those rates of default have doubled compared to where they were in some areas. Property values in the unit sector are down 30% now from where they were, and we know there's more ahead. There have been some positive developments for the property market in recent months. However, the Reserve Bank has cut its cash rate twice, which can flow through to mortgage rates, and more cuts are expected. Meanwhile, the Australian Prudential Res um, Regulation Authority, APRA, has lowered the buffer used to stress test loans. Previously, banks banks has to assess or have. Previously, banks have had to assess whether borrowers could service a mortgage if interest rates jumped above 7%. That level has now been lowered to within 2 or 2.5% above the current rate, meaning people can borrow more. So didn't we have this whole... I was talking to a mortgage broker the other day. Didn't we have this whole Royal Commission where they highlighted just the dodgy practices of the banks in assessing people's applications? And now APRA has more than cut in half the requirements. What does this tell you? This tells me that they're expecting interest rates to remain low for a long time. So property council denies damage to apartment market. What? Okay. Property council Victoria executive director uh, says Crescida Wall, probably butchered that, stressed the need for buyers to exercise diligence when purchasing properties, but denied the scandals were hampering, hampering the apartment market. Well, to be frank, I've lost a lot of respect for the Property Council with a number of gender-based initiatives and programs and rubbish they have going on. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they're biased. Overall, the clearance rates for apartments have been rising since November last year. Yeah, clearance rates. Is she talking about the auction rates? But the overall numbers are down. Anyway. While there may be individual circumstances, the majority of buyers uh, factor this in as one of the considerations that they have when making one of the biggest purchases of their life, she said. Contributing to the reputational damage is a loss of confidence in those approving projects. Um, yeah, well, I question that, judging just by com anecdotal conversations I've had <laughs> with people in the industry going, you know, people approaching brokers going, we want to buy an apartment, but how do we make sure it's not dodgy? Buy something old that's your best bet then you'll find out what's dodgy buy it old enough so you can see all the mistakes for example a seven in 17 years as a building surveyor carmen zand basiri approved almost 6,000 houses and flats with a peak of up to 800 a year according to court documents the victorian building authority has spent years prosecuting him him and suspended his license under new powers last month miss basari is fighting the suspension the property council is calling for a national solution. The majority of buildings in Australia are safe with some of the best regulations in the world, Ms. Wall said. What's required is a national, national approach to make sure the safety is maintained and enhanced. The time to act is now. There are people buying houses and apartments every weekend. And there needs to be swift action from all governments on this issue. It's too late. The time to act was 20 years ago. Perhaps the Property Council should uh, speak out against the issue of design and construct, the conflict of interest that are in the actual industry. So, however, Martin North does not see any quick solutions for apartment sellers or buyers and no government or industry group wanting to pick up the bill. I think this is going to be one of the biggest, most critical issues for the economy over the next couple of years. The high-rise sector is in for a very bumpy ride for a long period, he said. And he offered some advice for would-be buyers. If you want to buy a unit, buy an old one, 20, 30, 40 years old. Don't buy a new one. 
Yep, Martin's right there. I agree with him 100%. Buy an old one. Anyway, guys, what do you think? Do you think the property council are right? Or do you not? I, yeah. I think it's simply a matter of consumer confidence is, is denting it. And, I mean, one month's worth of figures is ludicrous. How can anyone claim that we've got a turnaround? Anyway, let me know what you think. Like, share, subscribe. See you next time.